Hey everyone, uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, my name is Joe and uh, this is the What is Plant Music Conscious Conversation. And uh, I have with me here, Brian Knoll. Hello. Uh, Andrea Cortez. Hello. And Galani. Hey. And uh, we all make music with plants and um, we use a device called PlantWave, which uh, I developed with my team uh, at Data Garden. And uh, I'll give you a quick snapshot of what the tech does. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our individual artistic practices and how we approach designing with plants and collaborating with plants. So um, PlantWave is a device uh, that connects to plants, and it reads these slight changes in conductivity through the leaves. It's mostly a measure of how much water is moving between two points in the plant. And we're graphing that over time, translating it into a wave, and then um, and, and translating that into pitch, and routing pitch messages to different instruments that we design. Uh, so the PlantWave product, uh, you can check it out in the expo over here. We also have a plant music lounge upstairs in 11B. It's like a space about this size with musical plants. They're all playing different instruments. It's a really great place to like chill out and recharge. It is like the I would say one maybe the most special place here uh, this week. I'm a little biased, so take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically how that works. And we have a consumer product that anyone can use. Uh, you can take a plant wave home and you can connect it to your own plants. And we have an app that has all the instruments on it. So uh, we're going to go deep into kind of the design process for us. But just know um, this is an experience you can have at home in a really like easy to use plug and play kind of way. And um, yeah, so I'll just start there. And um, yeah, so the way I design plant music is really just as like a, more of a monitoring device. But we're going to talk more about performance. So. Um, Again, I'm Joe. I'm going to pass it down, and we're going to do little intros on uh, just on who we are and what we do. Great. So, yeah, really, Joe just brought up something about collaboration, and I think that's probably the most interesting thing about PlantWave. As Lightbath, the artist name that I use, um, I see collaboration as one of the biggest parts of my process, whether I'm collaborating with a modular synthesizer, say I'm not using PlantWave, right? And it's just a modular synthesizer. I set up systems in this synthesizer that make it feel like I'm playing with another musician. It gives me surprises. It's not just playing sequences and things that I've prepared. In fact, it's very often unprepared, so unprepared, like my performance yesterday, that I didn't know what I was going to do. It's just completely improvised. But that keeps it fresh, and it keeps it new. And what's really interesting is when you integrate with something like PlantWave, that it's sometimes almost too surprising in my own process. So I would hooked up to these four plants in this room upstairs last night, right? And I own two plant waves at home, and I had plant wave hooked up to my Monstera plant. And this Monstera plant was just like kicking. It was just spitting out all of the stuff. And that's how I prepared the music. And I came into the room, and the room was so chill. The plants were just like, bing, just like notes. 
here and there. And I'm like, what am I to do with this? I wanted all this stuff. And I'm, you know, so like it's, it's, they're like antennas. It's real stuff. I could go on about this forever. I could probably just like take 15 minutes talking about this. So that's a little bit of what I do. I'll talk more about it. I'll pass it on down the line. So my name's Andrea, and I've experienced the same thing um, as Brian's talking about. It's like you're, you have other band members. The plants are a live interaction in um, how you play with them. And so I play uh, harp with the plants. Um, I'm a music therapist, and I um, am focused on creating restorative listening spaces with uh, ambient soundscapes, with the harp, and with the plants. And so I find this also, this uh, kind of surprise the plants do their own thing and <laughs> I can't even if I want to control them that so sometimes there have been surprises when I go and play live with them like they're not as active for different reasons because they're responding to their environment they're responding to being taken I work with house plants so I'll take them out of my house and take them somewhere and and then they're kind of like they have stage fright or something they're not playing as much because they're in a different environment and they're responding in a different way. So um, being aware of that kind of um, difference, um, you have to kind of just flow with it when you're working with a live being. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Galani. And I, I think, Andrea, you just said it beautifully well. And that feels like the, the primary reason I'm here and I'm doing this. And it's probably similar for you. Like, uh, I feel like what you said about stage fright and the fact that there's such an intimacy and you notice the life force and the humanness and in the plant and the plantness in you. And it's a really, I think it feels intuitively like the right direction that we need to be going on uh, as people, right? And for me personally, the way that I connect with these plants, it's uh, some of the time, because I play bass, and I'm, I'm from a jazz background, some of the time it's like you playing duets with the plant and you feel like you have this uh, exchange of energy and exchange of uh, whatever happens in that moment because just like improvisation, just like us as humans, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. And I, I love that and that's what brought me to jazz and that's also what I love about the duets is, um, yeah, you can expect things, but people might not give it to you. And the same is there with plants because they are living. Um, and the second, the second way that I interact with it is, it's the way that I'm trying to capture now. And when you go out into native environments, the plants, because it is a different environment and a different set of stimulus, they're going to react, feel, and interact with you so differently. And I think one thing that is really beautiful is that when you go out into nature, we all have this sense of the autonomy that nature has and that we play a role in it. So um, for me personally, that's what I want to do right now, go out to native environments, have the plants speak on their own terms and have their own empowerment be on their own terms. And I can help with that and others will help as well. Yeah. I love that, thank you. Uh, I want to touch on something that I heard, I heard us all mention, which is uh, plants are plants are beings. Uh, a lot of people think of um, a lot of people think of plants as things, uh, which is kind of interesting because they're very active. I mean, if you look at a time lapse of a flower uh, through a day, it's clearly responding to its environment. And uh, 
honestly, the more we get to know uh, what physical reality is, the less things kind of exist, too. Um, things become, we, we start to see things as processes, right? Everything is happening um, in, in a way. And, you know, that's, that's, that's some, that can get deeper into more philosophy there. But um, I think that one thing that's really powerful about plant music is that it brings this heightened awareness of the fact that we are living beings in a world of living beings. We are earth beings, um, and we share elements, we share a lot of characteristics with these other beings. And when you start to see these other beings as, uh, yeah, as collaborators, uh, things can start to shift. And I, I know that that, for me, shifted my shifted my life like spiritually and i'm sure that uh and i hear that a lot from our uh plant wave customers that people use plant wave for the first time and all of a sudden they're meditating and they're like what's why am i meditating i've never done this before uh but there's something about plant music and this exchange and sitting with plants that that brings that out in us and so i thought um anyone have anything to share on that I got a tote bag last night up in 11B that says plants teach us how to listen. <laughs> plants are here to teach us to listen. Plants are here to teach us to listen. It's, yeah. a, it's a plant wave uh, tote bag <laughs> that you can get. That's, you nailed it. That's, that's it. Listening. How do we listen? Do we listen with our ears? Do we listen with our eyes? Do we listen with something that we can't quite put a finger on? What is listening? What is attention? What is paying attention? You know, that, the, the plants surely help that. You know, even just these surprises that I was talking about earlier. That surprise happens and it reminds me that I'm now. The, it's, I'm in the moment. I'm, I'm happening right now. I'm happening. And so, Galani said something earlier. What was this? The the humanness of plants and the plantness of humans. I, 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 I like that one. Uh, I don't know if I, I want to riff on that right now, but uh, I'll, give the, I'll give the floor to anyone else that wants to take that one. So just as Joe was saying that it's, we think of plants as things. I mean, a lot, there's this kind of a common way to see plants. And when you use the plant wave and, and start working with plant music, it's, I see the reactions and the responses of people when I'm bringing it into groups and they're like, wow, it's alive. And of course it's alive, but it's, that's the first response is like, wow, this plant is reacting to me. And so you can, you can reach out to the leaves. You can even put your hands around the plant and you'll hear some of the fluctuations and the sounds changing. So you can get an immediate response and feel that interaction with the plant. And like Joe was saying about um, this, it raises this awareness of, um, of that, yes, they're living beings, um, but it helps us to make that connection, that connection with plants more deeply. Do you want to Anything add? to add, Galani? Um, yeah, I think as far as the, the connection that we have with the plants. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it feels like a very positive direction that we're going in. And I feel like, I, I think the, the core thing is when we have like a relationship with these plants, 
there's a natural tendency to have a relationship of extraction because we have so much extraction everywhere in our society right now. And I think what's really important, not only as, I don't know how many of us are artists or environmentalists or both or a billion things, but I think that one, the intimacy that we gain from these interactions with plants will manifest in different interactions we have with other parts of the natural world that we are a part of. And also too, I think that the way we treat other humans, if we can embody this intimacy and embody this movement away from an extractive model, it'll be deeply healing. 100%. Um, few things to touch on there that, that resonate is uh, yeah that the extractive nature of uh, of a lot of our society at, at this time, and in fact, uh, my feelings on that actually kept me from making Plant Wave for years. I I've known Brian for what ten years, eleven years, and like I started making plant music yeah in twenty twelve, and I remember everyone was like, you gotta make a product, you gotta make a product, you gotta make a product. I was like, hell no, I am not making another thing uh, that, like, that, you know, that doesn't need to be made, right? But over time, it became clear that people actually, there's, there's a portion of humans that like, felt like they really needed this to demonstrate this connection. And I feel like you know, at Data Garden, we're working to bridge we're working to bridge people uh, from where they are. Like right now, that's where people are. People are in technology. They're in their phones. They're stuck there. And we hope for you know Plant Wave to be this bridge to bridge them out of that world back into uh, this connection with plants, back into the connection with the the physical world, um, and the metaphysical world. And uh, something else that you said there about um, this like healing exchange and, and uh, tuning, uh, you know, a good, it's a good direction for us to be going, right? And uh, I believe that this is innate to us, you know, it's, it's, it's not even necessarily somewhere we're going, it's somewhere we're re, uh, re-entering, right? It's, it's, it's a place within ourselves that we're re-accessing and um, I would love to, I'd love to hear, yeah, I'm sure we all have stories. I'll tell a quick little story. Like the first time I ever made plant music in 2011 or 2012, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, there were thousands of people that were coming through this, uh, this space to check out this installation. It's very much like what's going on upstairs. And uh, I would notice like school children would come through. And the kids, they would come through. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but they would you know, once they understood what's going on, they started, they would hold their hands up and feel the energy exchange between their hands and the plants. Nobody directed them to do that. They would just start going like this. And this one girl, she turns to her mom and she says, hey mom, all you have to do is think light coming through your hands and the plants will sing for you. And I was just like, whoa, like this is, 
I didn't, I wasn't, I, it was the first time I had hooked this whole system up, you know? And the mom's, like, crying, like, I've never heard my daughter, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, like, so incredible. And that kind of situation happened uh, quite a few times. And then certain people would walk into the room, and the music would shift. And I'd be like, what the hell's going on? Nobody's touching the plants. Why is this plant completely changing the patterns it's making? So I'd walk up to a person and say, hey, this, I might sound like crazy, but that plant seemed to completely change when you walked in the room. And each time I would bring this up, the person would just say, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, what, what do you mean that makes sense? And they'd say, oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an energy healer. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a Reiki master, or I'm a botanist, or I'm a florist. People with really deep connections to subtle forms of energy and also, uh, yeah, and plants. So plants are eating light, or they're processing light for food, you know, and the visible light spectrum is this and the available light <laughs> that other beings can process is much larger. So if you if you start to think of it in that way, it's it's actually not that woo. It's just like, oh, we're th like we're actually kind of using we're we're partnering with plants to monitor these shifts in energy in a space that are outside of that which we can perceive. Um so, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I thought I'd, I'd bring that up. And I don't know if you, any of you have, if any stories come up from that. Yeah, there's, yeah, of course. Anybody that has a plant wave, like, has had this experience. So uh, I'll open it up. Um, same thing. I have, um, it's interesting because once people get into the space with plant music, then they, it's open for them to, like, come up with ideas of how to interact with plants in ways that you wouldn't have thought of. But I um, had, one time I had someone... Um, rubbing her hands together, um, increasing the energy, also bioenergy, um, which is, um, you find that in Qigong and um, in Tai Chi practices for increasing bioenergy. She did this and then she put the, her hands over the plant and it definitely worked. <laughs> the plant was responding to her even though she wasn't touching the leaves. So that was a really interesting response. Um, I've also noticed when I play the harp with the plants, um, I've noticed as I phrase, I run through a phrase and then I come to an ending because the music ends and it pauses. The plants pause with me. I've noticed that and it's really interesting. And so then, it, and it makes it musical as well, right? It's like ending and pausing with me. As I increase volume and uh, in with my harp, I feel like the plant is um, moving in that direction with more sound. So you can, you can hear that um, difference also with the harp. Um, and plants respond to sound vibrations. There's, there's been a lot of studies that have shown um, that uh, frequencies applied to plants can help them on a cellular level, even on the DNA level, to help them to, for genes to express, to help them to protect themselves, um, to grow quicker. So sound um, also is a, a treatment for uh, therapy for plants itself. So I find that kind of like, we're talking about ex extractive, right, um, behaviors, but this is, I feel like that, that give and take, that reciprocity when I'm playing, right? Because I'm playing the, the harp for the plant also, and then it's playing with me. So I love that interaction. This conversational cadence idea of plants pausing, I had a, um, uh, an experience where we had a plant hooked up, you know, we, we had a plant with, with plant wave, I guess it was midi sprout at that time, the, the, the 
precursor to Plant Wave. And it was a ceremonial context, and it was a group of people, a lot of family, and we had a moment of silence for those who had passed and some who had very recently passed. And the plant had been just, you know, singing along throughout the ceremony, and we had this moment, and everybody got silent, and the plant stopped for the first time for the whole thing and got silent. And then we resumed, and the plant started back, and it's like coincidence? I mean, come on, the plant's another being just right with us. We all chilled out, and the plant's like, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's important to note, too, it's like um, these are anecdotes, right? So um, it's hard to say exactly what's happening. However, it happened. And, um, and that happening created space for a meaningful moment, yes. right? And so part of engaging with Plant Wave is this setting aside space to listen more deeply, to tune into the synchronicities that are already happening around us. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a way of kind of like practicing moving through life, uh, seeing everything around you as a messenger uh, for and, and holding space for your experience. And that, that's a thing that, to me, uh, so I didn't really, I didn't meditate or anything before I started making plant music. Um, what happened was that the plants, through those times where the plants changed their patterns they were creating uh, uh, the plants basically introduced me to the healers that introduced me to the practices that allowed me to tune more deeply into myself um, so I feel like the practice of listening to plants the practice of listening in general has uh, can have a, a lot of benefits not only just listening to plants, but listening to improves like communication and things. Have you experienced any of the, any of you any of you guys? I definitely think it it is so much about listening. And um, in my work with sound meditation, I talk about how we don't just listen with our ears, but we listen with our whole body because vibration, um, whether it's heard vibration or our unheard vibration, right? We can our body listens. We can detect vibration through our skin, through, through the bones, um, in addition to our ears. So it's a new way of listening. Um, and like Galani was saying, that it can transform how we interact then with our environment and listening outside of just working with the plants. And you go into nature, you are more awake to that um, interaction and listening on a different level. This idea of amplifiers, Joe, you said something about, you know, plants being amplifiers and amplifiers of meaning. Sometimes we need an amplifier to hear the subtle sound, you know, it, and it's like these are, it's like, it's like a prosthetic for m deeper meaning. Uh, the experience that I shared, yeah, like you said, I, that, that's the point. The meaning 
was so much more poignant when we were made aware of it as it was happening, made more aware of it as it was happening because of that amplification. And then Joe said something last night right after my performance. What you I got it, I got it right here. Yeah, so uh, this, is, this was actually like kind of a guiding principle for, for me over the last uh, 10 years as I was, I was making plant music. I, I watched this like Terrence McKenna talk late at night. You know how it goes. We've all been there. Um, and I just love this quote. It's uh, that biological systems are amplifiers of quantum mechanical indeterminacy. They're a way of taking the smidgen of indeterminacy that exists at the microphysical level and coaxing it into a kind of macrophysical cascade, which is life, consciousness, and self-reflection. So in that way, you can think of you know, this quantum realm of possibility, right? And that is uh, on this, on this microphysical level. Um, and it's almost like when, you know, the, when a wave becomes a particle or something, there's, there, or like when an, when, when a thought, when an idea becomes a thing, you know, there's like, there's like this magical moment when anything is possible, right? But then something happens. And there's something that happens there with plant music that I think we all we've all we've all felt in different ways where it's like, yeah, it can it can really highlight moments. And whether that's the plant responding to us and our thoughts or the plant responding to shifts in light or something else totally out there, all that matters is like how we're bringing ourselves into that experience. And I think that, yeah, and, and I just really love, but but there is this possibility. Yeah, maybe maybe this is you know holographic theory. Everything is an expression of these like the implicate order of of waveforms that uh, consciousness is bouncing off of and, and creating form. So maybe that could be maybe that's what's happening too. Everything. I kind of want to get into the nerd zone now that you're talking about waveforms. I yeah. mean, but I don't want to. Does anybody got anything yet? I mean, if if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the nerd zone. Okay, so but before before you jump oh, yeah. into that, like yeah. I just want to like define. So so yeah, there are different ways of creating the the plant music, right? So like we all have a little bit different practices. So I would love to like ask you or just first describe what I've experienced of. of of you all um, in terms of your your performances recently, so so Brian Brian does uh, live synthesis using the plant inputs, um, and uh, so you're kind of like mixing the data real time and routing it places, and then Andrea, I, I witnessed you playing you were playing um, harp with the plants in in our installation, and then you were also doing some touching of plants. And that was bringing some things up. So that's a little bit of a different, little bit of a different practice. And Galani, from my understanding, you you more you go kind of like out into nature and 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 record things and play play bass along with your plants. So th these are just kinds of different ways you can you can do this. And then you know if you want to check out just like a way to make an installation or like a monitoring system for plants, that you can check out our lounge upstairs. Um, but yeah, with that, Brian, I'd just love to hear a little more about um, about your system. Like, what kind of what what are you using with your plant wave? Um, what's your philosophy around design? Uh, yeah, take it away. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. so 
Modular synthesizers. Who does not know what a modular synthesizer is? So you remember the old telephone patch boards, like the you know when like you you call the operator and you want to talk to someone down the street and they had to like patch a cable and patch a cable. So modular synthesizers basically take voltage and allow you to do anything with that voltage. That voltage is something you can hear if it's fast enough, or it's something that can change something for you if it's slow enough. A wave that says, I want more of this, I want less of this. Now, there's this idea of random. Random being little random numbers, random data. Uh, when random is fast enough, it is something we call white noise. It's just all the frequencies, even amount, everything. And so this idea of random is the center, I think, of, of the way that I've put processes together. And I can take that random and take a sample of it at a moment, and that will be a certain value. And I can take a sample of it at another moment, and that will be a certain value. Those values I can assign to notes. I could make a melody by sampling random and repeating it. Or I could make a melody that is repetitive but changes a little bit over time and slightly changes by having it repeat and then, but let's insert in one of these slots that I've sampled a new random value and have it develop over time, right? So I use random a lot with the modular synthesizer. And so working with PlantWave plant was kind of, it's, it felt like the same thing to me. So I saw plant wave through the lens of sampling random. So I can take the data from the plants that feels like what we kind of, uh, someone came to the performance last night and was asking a lot of questions and we sort of came upon this idea that uh, plants are kind of like multi-dimensional random because this random that I'm sampling is say coming from white noise and I'm sampling just one moment. It feels like that's just a singular dimension of, of, of data. But the fact that the plants, I'm sampling from that, but they're going to be changing in a different way and not giving me as much new information as random is always new and always not as organized or organized on some level that's not able to be understood. So I can sample this data and I can change anything in the timbre, uh, the, the, the brightness, the darkness of the sound. I can change the melody. I could change the rhythm. If we want to get really nerdy about this, there's a process that I use that I got from talking with Joe. Like this was sort of, I, I call it, well, in my new, in my new setup, I call it nature of arps uh, because from Nature of Now, which is Joe's handle on a lot of, uh, you know, like Instagram and stuff like that. And it's this idea of using a, um, an arpeggiator. Who are the music nerds here that know what an arpeggiator is? Yeah. So, you know, like an arpeggiator on like a synthesizer, you can hold down a few notes and you say, I want this arpeggiator to happen at a certain rate and it's going to go... Quick, an arpeggiator is a way of deciding the timing that notes are expressed. So, like, you can say that the plant is allowed to spit out 16 notes per, like, per 
uh, allotted amount of time or like one note per allotted amount of time. So what uh, so what Brian's talking about is uh, setting up systems where you where you can select uh, how much uh, like how many notes that a plan is allowed to sp- spit out at a time. Keep going. This is good. It's it's time quantization. So if you think of pitch just being a big thing that does that and you sample it at certain places, you can quantize that pitch into a scale so it actually sounds like the kind of music we're used to listening to, you know? And so this time quantization is an important concept in the way that I'll sample these. So you sample something so that it falls at a certain division of time and a certain uh, pitch, you know, scale. And then you can work with that. And you can, get, you can start to make it feel really good. Like one of my tricks is to sample in the duple, in, the, in twos, in numbers of two, along with numbers of three. Because, like, the music of, of, of Ghana was really important to my musical development. And I don't have two hands for it, but the, like... That was three stomps for every four hits on my knee. And that feeling is, like, in all the music that we know. Like, we owe, like, groove and feel. In my philosophy, we owe groove and feel... To, to that music, to, to, to West African music, but to African music. And so I'll combine the threes and twos on all divisions of time, like really fast and really slow. And you put those together and you just let it go. And maybe if it's too busy, you carve it down with literal probability, just chance, A, B, coin toss, chance, whether it's going to be an event that happens or going to be an event that is silent. And somehow music just happens out of it. It just starts sounding like music. And, yeah. Beautiful. So that is, that is one approach. That's, that's a really cool approach. Uh, I, lo- I never thought about that, that three and four kind of pairing. That's, like, yeah. super powerful. I'm definitely... We'll, we'll, we'll get into making... We'll build that into the app, huh, Carl? We'll work on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Andre, um, how about you? How about, tell us a little bit about your practice of designing uh, instruments for plants to play with. Yeah, so I'm designing the sounds to create therapeutic spaces, restorative spaces. Um, coming from a music therapist perspective, um, I think of things like harmony. I think of things like tempo. I think of things um, uh, that can our body responds to sounds in certain ways. So I want to create and design the sounds so our nervous systems can reset, so our nervous systems can regulate and get out of like fight or flight and get into deep relaxation. And so I'm thinking of these things as I design the sound. And so I'm using, with the plants, I use Ableton um, software and I um, use some plugins. Um, There's free plugins you can get um, that you can download and you can have uh, instruments like a piano, cello, um, that have samples of like real acoustic instruments that sounds really nice. I like using the synth sounds as well, but I really like bringing in the, the um, instrument sound that's like acoustic sound. Um, so I have that um, 
working through Ableton, and then I have um, the scales. I, I, I make sure to um, just drop scales into my um, into the MIDI tracks so that the um, the parameters are within certain scales, and then I can play in tune um, with the harp, uh, with the plants. So that's important um, because in the therapeutic spaces, you want to have this kind of harmony and um, the timing to be in a therapeutic experience. Um, so, so yeah. So I'm using um, I'm using uh, the software to design it a little bit different than how if you got the plant wave just as it is out of the box, it comes with um, different sounds. You don't have to use a software like Ableton or something like that, but um, you can design it um, and take it a step further. So that's what I'm doing. Awesome. And it, I noticed that uh, when you were playing, uh, the, there was one plant that you were touching to get it to respond, and it wasn't really playing beyond that. Mm -hmm. Was that... Um, was that because the plant wasn't very active, or is that because you had it set? Did you have maybe a threshold set so that it wouldn't pick up a signal unless you touched it? Yeah, I didn't set the threshold. I think that plant was just like really quiet. <laughs> but but it but when I I barely like reached to touch it and it would just like light up like extremely. I had the cello on that and another sound coming out of that. Um, but then it's kind of cool because then it's obvious I can t I can work with the timing too. Like I'm playing a phrase and then I want to hear the cello sound. So let me let me play with my left hand on the strings and let me reach for the for the plant with my right hand and kind of coordinate and then bring the timing in of the cello to come in right when it feels right. Cool. So if it was a more active plant. Um you you definitely would have played differently, huh? Because there wouldn't have been like it sounds like you're able to kind of like coax the plant into like oh it's your turn now. But yeah. uh, you know other times we're just like oh okay it's doing its thing. All right, where do I have space to contribute to this music? Yeah, definitely. Then that's where the listening comes in. Like I'm listening to just like you would with like a bandmate or another person that you're playing with. How do we fit together? And how do I build um, this? phrasing with what the plant is doing. So, yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Galani, tell us a little bit about your uh, process, what what, uh, what you're using and uh, how, how you're building. Uh, yes, yeah, so as far as what I'm using is uh, the plant wave, uh, my laptop, uh, uh, some, sometimes bass, uh, and I'm going through Logic, uh, the DAW, to record. Um, and I, I think that a, a key a key point to make is that this is a medium. Uh, it's not just something that you can do exclusively in a certain way or just exclusively even with plants, even though this is the way we're presenting it here. Uh, because I, I put the, the soft pads on my dog's paws and, and you hear how a dog sounds, you know? You can put it on your own body. Um, so it's not just exclusive to any sort of living thing, right? Uh, yeah, and I think another, I think another key point is that since this is a medium, like when we talk about the indeterminacy and how there's this type A meets type B, uh, like left brain, right brain dance that we can do with it, or uh, like you're talking about curation, like how we can curate. Uh, it is essentially a medium because 
there's so much there's so much you can do in so many different ways. And for me personally, to get to how I use it, one of the favorite things that's happened, uh, I was actually, uh, this is one of the, this is the one performance I have on YouTube, but I was trying to just experiment things for a duet I was doing, it was out in Los Angeles. And uh, I, I was looking up a whole bunch of samples and I, I do a whole bunch of TikTok samples and I got this really corny British uh, uh, type of like, it's a thousand most common words, you know, like, ah potato and I was putting all those into the the thing but then if you hook that up to the MIDI you start to get a generative language right and a lot of times we talk about like my my best friend Caleb shout out to Caleb hey Caleb uh he uh we grew up together and basically he's a teacher now and he was talking about the story of one of his students was using an AI generation for a paper to cheat on the paper uh and that's uh, really clever, it's something I've probably done. Uh, we had to tell them not to do it. But, um, but I think the key thing is, in the same way that we use AI to manifest new realities and use AI to generate new artistic um, synergies between technology and art, which is why we're all here, right? The same thing can be used for other living things that we can use plants to manifest new art, right? We can make language from it. We can, the possibilities are endless, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I lo- oh, go ahead. I'm go ahead. so curious. What ha- what kind of phrase? What kind of things did the plant say when all those words were? Did you hook up the plant so that it would like trigger different words? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. There was one was just TikToks. Uh, it was a whole bunch of TikTok memes. Uh, that was part of it because it was about a 30 minute performance. So it was like five minutes were a whole bunch of TikTok samples um, just interlocked and then. Probably another five to eight minutes was the actual audio. Um, I did, uh, there was two performances. One I did exclusively in English, and one was English and uh, Japanese as well. Uh, but for the, for the English one, it would say a lot of things like, since it's the common, like most of thousand words is what I uh, based it on, um, it would be a whole lot of like, I, B, I, am, I, A, I, like mad, I. It got kind of creepy at a certain point because it, you, you hear the most common words in a lot of them. It, it's so human because they're the most common that it gives us a uh, really humanistic uh, way of expressing itself, yeah. It, it, it feels kind of like, because it's very limited, it feels how you might talk to like how four-year-olds express themselves where it's very raw. Uh, it's not a big vocabulary, but it's very raw. It's... Uh, Conciseness, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, I've had I've had a similar experience. I uh, cut up English phonemes and gave it to a plant. There's actually a TikTok video out there uh, of me with Duncan Trussell, and uh, we're yeah he had it hooked up to his synths and stuff. And I brought this this patch out that was just English phonemes. So just like the 46 or 48 like elements of the sounds that we create in, in English. So we, we hooked it up and it was like, <laughs> but then <laughs> when, when uh, Duncan touched the plant, it, it was like, I, I, l- 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 you, you. And like, so, <laughs> yeah. So if you check, you can find that on TikTok. Um, yeah. So everybody obviously in the comments is like, oh my God, it said, I love you, you know? Yeah. Um, because we stare at clouds and see elephants and tigers and we stare at stars and see battles and all these things. So, um, but, but hey, who knows, right? Um, something else that, uh, 
I feel like we probably all have a similar approach in terms of uh, we, we all value harmony in our music. There's like a, we're all kind of holding space. You know, when I first started um, making this kind of music, I, I guess I kind of developed a design language. And the, part of that was like I mostly use pentatonic scales. And, and the reason behind that is because uh, it doesn't matter what sequence or what order the, the notes are played in. It's always going to sound harmonious. Um, and some of you might, some people, you know, ask like, well, why would you do that? I want to just hear the raw signal. It's like, do you really want to hear the raw signal? <laughs> you can. Um, it's but intense. This, it's, it's intense. And also, this is about creating an experience for humans to listen for a longer period of time so that you can experience the subtle changes that happen. And so what we're working to do is we're working to hold space for a person to have that experience. And so that's why we're choosing pentatonic scales, because we want to create this space. And then over time, you'll start to notice like shifts in patterns or maybe the shifts in speed and other things. So one thing that I do is, yeah, is like it's the value of harmony. The second thing that's really important for, and, th and this stuff's all built into the PlantWave app. Uh, so another thing is um, that uh, it's not just about the notes. It's about, uh, and so the notes are an expression of, of the wave from the plant. But then there are control messages, which you can think of as like knob turns. And those are an expression of basically how quickly the data changes. Uh, so you can think of this as like in your own body. If you're resting and you know you have a slow heart rate and then four hours later you're dancing, like the change in your heart rate between now and when you're dancing is slow. But if somebody like lights a firecracker behind you, like all of a sudden your heart rate changes fast. So uh, with, the, with the plants, um, yeah, basically, if there's a quick change in the data from the plant, it can kind of turn this knob. And so we have that mapped in the PlantWave app to uh, you know, change arpeggiation rates. So it can increase the speed at which a note is playing. It can activate some instruments and not activate others. So beyond the notes, uh, a big thing is monitoring the 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 big shifts in activity uh, as, as control changes or as, as uh, through effects or through activating or deactivating instruments. Uh, and I'm wondering if any of you have any other little, little tricks uh, up your sleeve. And, 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 and yeah, I would love to hear any other little things. Yeah, the control change is sort of the most important part, really. Uh, and, and that's, that's that... Um, it, it is what takes what could just be a big mess of notes and allows you to kind of carve different zones of meaning in that. And when I watch the wave that comes from it, I use the software Bitwig. And in Bitwig, there are these really easy modulators. You just bring in this CC, control change as it's called, and you can see the wave graphed. And so I can just kind of stop and listen with my eyes and see, okay, so the plant's here and it's kind of moving here now and it's kind of moving here. And you can say, well, if my values are between 0 and 127, you can carve that into a few different zones 
And those zones can be like, all right, at the bottom, at the least activity, let's make it slow. Why don't we make it, let's make it silent, you know? Let's make, let's turn off everything. And at the very high end, let's make it like super reverb, like the echo in this room or something. Let's do something really uh, big and drastic, you know? And you can take other little zones in between and say, well, you know, I, I want these instruments to happen here and these instruments to happen here. Andrew was saying earlier, you were talking about the the cello being like on a plant as if you have one plant doing one instrument, which is really cool. And I wanted to start to try that now. Somebody said that last night to me. I made an ensemble of cello and upright bass and um, piano and harp and voice saying oohs and ahs like vowels and um, another instrument that I'm forgetting. Oh, and marimba. And because I just wanted some acoustic instruments to go along with the synthesized sounds. And they were all, though, working on the same note set from one single plant. So what's helpful is to use that slower rate of change that is coming from, this is a good reminder, I'm glad you said this, Joe, that it's coming from the rate of change. So the fact that it's not about the notes, it's about the change. So you map that change to, well, you know, maybe when it changes fast, we do like the instruments that have like a fast attack, like marimbas, you know, and, and the piano. And maybe when it's um, a little bit lower, I map it to like the bowed instruments or something, you know? And these are all ways of revealing this change, to reveal this thing we're talking about that we might not be able to see, this thing we can't sense, these plants being antennas. So mapping the CC, if you want to get into it, I mean, obviously the PlantWave app works just as it is. You don't need to do that. You don't need to get into this level. But if you want to get into that level, the CCs are where it's at. It also, just to clarify to you, the PlantWave app has all of this design philosophy built into it. So. Uh, in fact, if you go over to the like our expo uh, booth over there, fifteen forty-five, uh, you'll notice there's a uh, there's a plant that's playing this one sound set, which is called Celestial Being, and the uh, there are these chimes that can come in. The chimes only happen when uh, when there's a huge shift uh, in in the plant. So uh, I just went over there and uh, on my way here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What, what sound set are you guys using? Oh, here, let's put this one on. Okay, cool. Oh, and it was just droning. I was like, okay, cool. It's just droning. What happens if you touch it? And it's like, whoosh, it made this like cascade of like bliss. And it's like, they're like, whoa, what was that? And I was like, oh, okay, it's set up now. I'm going to go to the stage. Um, but like, it's, it's really simple. It's built in, all of this stuff is built into PlantWave. So it's really plug and play. And we're adding like new sound sets all the time with, with uh, even more expression. So that every day when you tune into your plants, like you can have a, a different experience, not only in terms of the melodic content, but what instruments are active today? Like what's going on over here? Um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, design. Yeah, the pentatonic scales are key for me because I'm playing an instrument live with the, with the plants. So I'm finding that actually, if I set it to a minor pentatonic, and um, I can actually introduce different scales related to the pentatonic scale. And so I was trying to do that on 
when we were in the plant lounge, and so I could start on F minor pentatonic, but then I could um, find a related key, and then it gives it a different feeling. Because when we move into a different scale, we create a different feeling and creates a different response for people. So, so it could actually kind of move into different moods with related scales, but the pentatonic scale is key for being able to do that. Yeah. The power of the perfect fifth for the musicians here. <laughs> Everything builds off of the fifth. It's like the harmonic series. You've got your root, your fifth, and if you stack fifths above that root five times, you get a pentatonic scale. It's, it's like mind-blowing. It's all math. And so I've also heard, so I've, this is anecdotal, but I've heard from users. Some users are like just purists, and they're just like they set it. They just go and they set it chromatic. They're like, I'm just gonna let it do whatever I want. And uh, I've heard from some pe some people have claimed they've had parties where they all sang together, and the and the and the, and the plant kind of came into key. Uh, I haven't I haven't had that experience. I haven't like tried. I don't I don't have enough patience for that. In a way, I just want to listen to it being chill. Um, but Kalani, I've heard some of your stuff. Some sometimes you have it scaled. Um, I think you you use like a maybe a like a, a tr like a major scale or maybe it's chromatic. Uh, I would love to hear about some of some of what you've experienced in that. Uh, yeah, I think it's especially if you are going about this in terms of an audience watching it. I think it's really nice to play with the fact that all these scales have different moods cultural contexts, and also um, a lot of the times levels of intensity, you know, to where it's like when we talk about the pentatonic scale, especially because it is based off of the natures of physics of sound, that's why it's the most cross-cultural scale, right? Every culture has this scale. So if you think of it and you want to convey that, you can through the music. With the chromatic scale, there's a lot of a lot of times chaos and dissonant intervals. It could sometimes sound atonal or serial, uh, like that music. So you can use that as an artist speaking to the artist in the room. You can use this as an, a mode of artistic expression, uh, uh, artistic expression, to not only have calmness, but evoke any emotion that you want to. Yeah. Awesome. Is is there anything else uh, you'd like to share? Like, I know that we talked a little bit about how we how we use it uh, or how we design for it. I'd love to learn a little. Bit. I know that you use different tools. I think than we do. You use Logic. Yeah. Great. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk about it. Um, the most I'll talk about the most complicated example I have of it. Because um, a lot of times it is really simple. Like you're saying, the plug and go, especially out in nature where there's like flies that I don't want to mess with. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, but for those performances, my actual chain is from the plants into the plant wave, and then I use Logic as a DAW, and a lot of times I'll have automations for different scenes that I'm doing live, especially when I'm doing duets with the plant. So I'll have a certain voice for a scene. I use Arturia. The, it's a synthesizer. Um, it's in the computer, but you can play synthesizer sounds with your computer alone. It's not like a physical hardware thing, you know? So I use Arturia for the voices of the plant. Um, and I map these. I say, OK, really airy voice, let's say, to start out. Um, lots of wind sounds or textures, then you can have scene change and you can automate that through logic. Um, 
I'm honestly envious of Ableton because there's a lot of creative things you can do on it that you can't with Logic, but I love Logic for, it's very intuitive and you can automate it that way, so that's why I do it. Um, and yeah, so I, I think also in terms of when we talk about the expression, you can also change the expression mid-performance if you want. So that's another way of playing with the tones and the, the evocativeness of the plant and you together. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so we all have, there's so many different ways to, to play and create with PlantWave and uh, just to even just experience PlantWave as, uh, you know, a part of your life, just having it, I just have it hooked up at home. Basically, if you go up to the Plant Music Lounge upstairs, it's, it's like a 4X replica of my apartment in L.A. back in the day. If, you're, if you ever checked out Plants FM, where I was broadcasting plants 24-7 from my apartment, basically the same thing but just like four times bigger you just go and chill out up there and if you want to see what that looks like i have a video called garment of destiny on youtube that i shot when i was house sitting at his place a few years ago that his old place that so you'll see one of those corners of that of that place on the, on the yeah video. it looks almost exactly the same um yeah uh, thanks all for for being here and uh thank thank you everyone for coming out uh, i know we just have a few more minutes left so I uh, thought we could go down the line uh, for some final thoughts. Uh, anything anyone would like to share, make sure that uh, that we maybe haven't communicated to the audience yet. What about questions? Yeah, we want to do some questions. Yeah, let's do some questions. We got we have like two minutes or one minute, but yeah. <laughs> Any questions in the house? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sure. So the question was, uh, have I ever hooked it up to old trees and does it resonate in a different way for, than a houseplant? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, what I've experienced is like, so with woodier, tr woodier plants, um, there's less, there's kind of like, there's less water uh, in there that, that would allow for us to measure the movement of uh, in, the, in these changes. Um, so I tend to work more with like hardy tropical plants because they're a lot more expressive. So for instance, like a larger tree, a lot of times it'll, it'll just be putting out like one or two notes. It'll be more of a drone. Um, it'll sound more like a, a tropical plant if you don't water it enough. Um, and similarly, like a mushroom will often kind of be more constant too, um, which, you know, they're fungi. I'm not exactly sure how they're working in the well, same Well, the mycelium, the network under is yeah. where it's all going down. And so the fruiting body above has less going on is what I would assume. Yeah, and it's like try making a sensor for mycelium networks that are like impossible <laughs> to even see. So yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great question. Any others? Thank you so much. Oh, go, oh we got one back yeah. here. Thanks. Um, I'm curious how you strike the balance between um, kind of staying true to the data and then what, you know, how much sound design you incorporate. Um, because I totally, I mean, I totally understand making it um, kind of palatable for the ear. I don't know how to express that exactly, but um, how do you kind of convey that to the listener too, to, to say like there's sound design involved um, because I feel like 
you know, educating the listener in a way is important because otherwise lack of understanding could be like, oh, plant music is beautiful, you know, with like sure. naturally. So I'm yeah. just curious about that. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't know plants sound like flutes and angels yes. <laughs> and piano. I didn't know plants. Oh, plants sound like pianos. Maybe that's why they came up with the piano sound because the plants told them that they should make sounds like this and they figured it out. Uh, yeah, I, I, so we try to be as clear as we can with, uh, we do our best to, to communicate that. It's really challenging on the internet with when something goes viral. Um, but we do that, you know, through our website and through the, and through the app with just like, okay, like you connect your plant and then the plant sends this data and it, it plays notes on these instruments and we give you control. I think a lot of people like, because we're giving you control of what instruments you are listening to, it's obvious, right? Um, but on that question related to like how, how to, um, uh, yeah, that that balance between uh, design and and uh, representat- re- representing it as uh, as purely as possible. Uh, you know, it really depends. There, there are a lot of different sound sets in the PlantWave app, and they all have different use cases. So some of them are there to represent the data as, uh, as like, directly as possible. Uh, we have a new one that just came out, I think, yesterday that's, like, basically a sine wave that just follows the data. Um, and it's scaled to a pentatonic scale, but you, you definitely hear uh, the wave. There's one called points on waves. It's also, like, a lot more of a direct translation. Uh, and then there are others that are more like, hey, you can just leave this on all day and it'll sound kind of the same. Uh, and it's it's like a little bit less of a direct expression of it, but it it serves a purpose for humans. So uh, we, we include all that info in, in the app just uh, of the different use cases or what to listen for as well. There's a little what to listen for section. So, you kn- so you'll know like, oh, wow, it's playing these chimes. It only does that when it's at this level of activity. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really like design thinking and thinking about what, um, you know, what the goal is. Is the goal to, uh, to monitor the plant's activity? And so we have some that are designed specifically for that and some that are designed more for other other aspects anyone else like it sounds like we all kind of have this built into us it's easier when you're working with people in person because there's a level that you can show them and they can experience that the plant really is responding to them and i also like mention like plant responds to the wind to the lighting in the room so you do hear and these changes um that's not in my design um, it's the plant that's responding. And so when they can get that like real um, interaction, then um, there's that balance you're talking about of that response. You develop an ear for the change. It's not making the music, it's making the change. We design the music for it to make, and we hopefully design, or we may design it in a way so as to reveal the change. And the more you experience it and get used to it, the more you learn to recognize and the change. And you're listening, and you're working on listening, because that helps also people to listen deeply, because we, as musicians, you hear it. You hear all those changes, but it's, it's kind of like a another level for for, for everyone to listen on on a deeper level. What a great question. Thank you. 
Awesome. Well, we're a little over time, so I just, uh, if there are any parting comments, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll just say, check out the Plant Wave Lounge upstairs. It's like the highest expression of what this experience is, in my humble opinion. Uh, it's upstairs 11B. Also, uh, we have Plant Waves for sale here, so uh, come check that out if you'd like to bring this experience home. And, uh, yeah, any, any other parting thoughts here? I mean, I'll just talk about myself. I'll say, yeah, I have some plant wave videos on YouTube. Check out Light Bath. Just, you know, search Light Bath, L-I-G-H-T-B-A-T-H, and plant wave. Or maybe some of them may say midi sprout. I don't remember. But plant music and that. Yeah, and you can see some of it in performance. Well, you can find me at Mind Body Music Center. I'm based in Austin. So. Uh, my name is Galani. My artist name is The Growth Eternal. And... You can find me on YouTube at The Growth Eternal. Thank you. Awesome, everyone. We're going to be here all day. Thank you.